Sasha. Hey, Courtney. How do you know we're not mummies? I don't know. How? Because unlike mummies, we take time off to unwind. Oh. It's spoop hour taking a leisure week. <laughs> Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies who need some time off. <laughs> this <Yes>. is Sasha. <laughs> this is Courtney. We're both tired. Yeah. Some for the same reasons and some for different reasons. Yeah. It's a very exciting week. Yeah. So, so congratulations first for making you. it through one week of 2021. Yes. Congratulations specifically to Courtney for moving into a new place. That's true. Congratulations, congratulations specifically to Sasha for making it through 2021. Starting yeah. January for yeah. facing down the potential of returning to in-person school. Yeah. Congratulations to me for the conversation being paused until February 2nd because hey. the school board was like, have you seen the numbers? We can't talk about this right now. And yeah. so they were like, okay, we're going to table this until February 2nd. And in What's the meantime, if anything changes, we will have a meeting to talk about information. What's and so, so batshit to me is it's like, okay... I could see trying to, like, if you really want kids to go back to school in person or whatever, and there's still uncertainty back the, about the vaccine, I could see, like, kind of rushing the process to be like, well, it's better to get them in sooner rather than later if we're not going to see a vaccine. We have a fucking vaccine. Yeah. Just say, let's put a pin in it until everybody's goddamn vaccinated. Yeah. And this is the thing is, like, Virginia is moving into the category with teachers right now, and Fairfax, Fairfax County specifically is on 1B starting tomorrow mm -hmm. when you're listening to this yesterday. And it's teachers are still they're in the category, but they're not starting tomorrow. It's going to be like right after they get all of the rest of the healthcare workers, f fire, police, EMTs done mm -hmm. and then like another group and then it will be teachers. But like the teachers will be largely the window will be done by February 2nd. Mm -hmm. So, like, that will make some teachers more comfortable with it. The other part was that we need to get this, like, 15% positivity rate back down. And, yeah. then, and then we can talk about it. So, yeah. I'm just like, and February is a good time to have the conversation anyway, because things should be, hopefully, will be better by then. Right. What could be scarier than trying to force the return to in-person when, like, there's a light at the end of the goddamn tunnel because we have a fucking right. vaccine. So just put a pin in it. Yeah, just put a pin in it. That's that's basically all the teachers want to do. They're like, let's just do online and make online the best that we can for the rest of the school year. Yeah. And then, hey, like by August, we're probably still not going to be 100 percent back in person, but we'll be, be able to place. start the school year with some people in person and it'll be fine. Plus, you're not going to hemorrhage teachers who can't go back to in person. Mm -mm. Like, no. You're just not because they, they'll be like, oh, well, if we wait until we're, you know, 90 percent vaccination to send kids back to school, I can safely go back because it's not going to kill me. Right. If you try to force it when we have like no vaccinations and 15 percent positivity rate, a lot of teachers are going to be like deuces. Yeah. Ugh. Including. Well, yeah. So the other day I was looked at Jack and was like. I should update my resume. And he was like, yeah, updating your resume yeah. is a good, good 
you know, just good practice because yeah. stuff happens. And the last time that I had to apply for a job was seven years ago. Yeah. But I, as stuff happens, I'm like, what if, what if no more teaching? Yeah. <laughs> but I really if- love teaching. So that's the thing. And I love teaching where I am because, because of the people I work with and yeah. like straight up my two best friends I know, like are my best friends because I met them in this job. So I'm like, well, that's like, t- there's some degree of like, ha, I'm just kidding. But then there's the little unless, but what if, nervous laughter, Julia, I'm not going to leave you. I promise I won't leave you. She'll I won't leave unless her. you leave. We can yeah. leave together and there we'll bring stuff. <laughs> what could be spookier than ongoing COVID and the fact that, so as we mentioned before, I moved. Yep. What else could be so terrible this week? <laughs> and I, so I moved on Tuesday, January 5th to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. And on Wednesday, January 6th, a bunch of white supremacists and neo-Nazis stormed Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and staged a failed coup. So, like, it wasn't my ideal welcome. Thank you, Spooping Tins, who reached out to me to check Mm -hmm. in and make sure that we were okay, because we are D.C. area. Sasha's out in Nova, where I used to be, and then now I'm in D.C. We're not that close to the capital. Like, we're close enough for, like, if I worked on the hill, I would be able to walk to work, but we're not mm-hmm. so close that, like, white supremacists are going to find their way to this neighborhood because they know they'll get their asses kicked. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, four pride flags and, like, six Black Lives Matter flags on my block, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> one of my friends lives, like, eight blocks away from the Capitol or so. Like, you, she could walk there very, very easily, and so she was a little bit nervous about it. But yeah. they thankfully didn't come, like north of the front of the building. I know, Mm -hmm. like, for example, the Library of Congress and the Folger Shakespeare Library are, like, right behind the Capitol. And so those people had to, like, shelter in place and stuff like that. But thankfully, nothing happened to those buildings. Yeah. But basically, yeah, it was like, I was worried about you. And there was one point where I was like, Courtney hasn't, like, responded to my text message. Oh, my God, is she okay? Is she okay? Like, And I was like, oh, maybe the self-service is, like, really bad right there. And then I realized, like... I had cleared the notifications on my phone at some point, and you had texted me back, and I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah, and the other thing, a lot of people reached out to me via Twitter, which is great, because I'm on Twitter, and it's very sweet of you to think of me and check check on me there. I have a very strict Twitter deadline on my phone, where I'm Mm -hmm. only allowed to use Twitter for 25 minutes a day, because it's really bad for my mental health, Mm -hmm. and especially on On Wednesday, Wednesday. it was really Mm -hmm. bad for me to be checking Twitter, so I just, like, completely, like... I shut that shit down yeah. and wasn't checking it. And then I realized, like, in the evening, I was like, oh, people might have might have checked. Yeah. So I, like, pulled it up on my computer and just to make sure and, like, respond to the people who got to me. And I was like, I'm fine. Sorry. Yeah. I turned out. I, I doom scroll real bad. I, I was in a group chat with some, some Spoopingtons and we were like, has anyone heard from Courtney? <laughs> yeah, I was fine. I was just unpacking. Yeah. I freaked out a little mm-hmm. bit. Beachy Dubs, this is a mini-sode. This is a mini-sode. You know. We're not going to really talk about anything spooky except for a listener story and well, the I current actually, state of things and a monolith. Yes, and I have something something spooky because I uh, one oh, yeah. person reached out and was like, well, if Courtney's moving, does that mean no more spooky attic stories and no more spider stories, etc.? And I'm like, okay, no. one, spiders are everywhere. I'll never yeah. be rid of them. <laughs> Two, I looked it up. The house I am living in was built in the 1930s and it Ooh. was freshly renovated right before we moved in, which means it's probably haunted, but has a lovely kitchen backsplash to quote yeah. John Mulaney. So it's an old AF house. Like, and a genuinely. ghost being like, electricity, what is Whoa. this? Whoa. And like the other thing that could be haunted about my house, I told Jack already, I was like, if we're ever low on spoop hour content for a week, 
because there's it's a row house, so there's people renting out the basement as a separate apartment because yeah. the apartments are sealed off, so like they yeah, can't get into that's... the house part. We can't get yeah. into the basement part, but we share an internet. Oh, so I get notifications when they use their smart TV because oh. I think they have it hooked up through Google Home. So I'm like, if we're ever low on spoop hour content, I could haunt the downstairs neighbors and just like <laughs> pause their Disney Plus, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> Oh my see God. if I can convince them just to haunt it. That's so funny. <laughs> oh Jack's God. like, don't do it. They'll figure it out. And I'm like, but what if they don't? What if they think there's a ghost? What if they think there's a ghost? What if they listen to our podcast? <laughs> oh, God. Well, then they'll be my best friend and they'll knock on the door. There'll and be two, be like, there yes, will be two different posts on like Reddit. That's like yeah. one that's like, I think my house is haunted. And then and there's the another one. Am is, I the asshole for haunting my <laughs> downstairs neighbor? And then their follow-up post is, it turned out my favorite podcast was pseudo-haunting me. What do I do from here? What do I do? <laughs> if you would like Spoop Hour to pseudo-haunt you, you can find us on the internet at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram or email spoophour at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess in terms of, like, spooky things, I took my, just that generally happened to us outside of this week oh existence i will say the uh, spook spooky in that like the timing was very eerie was me checking my phone and seeing that virginia was sending the national guard and then immediately hearing just an avalanche of helicopters over my house because i live near a base and i was like that was expeditious yes they moved fast yeah they moved that was basically wednesday the scariest like all of it was scary yeah but i think maybe only one or two supporters found their way out here mm-hmm. for the most part because it's it's residential i'm in eastern market which isn't like it's even for a very liberal city it's a very liberal part of dc yeah and so not a ton of shitheads made their way out here and because the block i'm on is strictly residential it's not like they're trying to get anywhere mm-hmm. but there was a shit ton of just non-stop sirens helicopters sirens mm-hmm. helicopters mm-hmm. sirens helicopters so, in short, contact your representative and tell them we don't need stricter laws regarding terrorism. Those laws already existed, and they did diddly squat for Wednesday. Tell them to support the bills investigating white nationalist ties to the Capitol Hill police. That's yeah. a good one. And really, like, all police. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, the bill that's proposed right now is specifically the Capitol, Capitol Hill, Hill police. police. Yeah, But that's where we need to apply our concern, because mm-hmm. that's fucking shitty so Mm -hmm. yeah and also put pressure on your representatives to not oh it's just a little bit of property damage no this was a failed coup this was an insurrection this was sedition it needs to be treated as such so give them a call swoopingtons (laughs) the good thing is my my congressman has been very vocal about a lot of it and then even my parents congressman which is your former congressman yes Technically, still, I'm not registered. I'm oh, not registered here. Here because I have to get a DMV appointment, and the DMV is hella backed up. Uh, yeah, because, because of COVID. COVID yeah. So it's like that's when we'll like, get everyone's to you when like, we get to you. Have you have you changed your name, Sasha? And I'm like, no. Get to <laughs> like, are you I going to? to? And I was like, I will. You know, like I'll officially get it hyphenated, but uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe when shit's not so backed up. I don't. Yeah, like, I called them. It's not like, an DC- urgency. Like it's yeah. not urgent. DC has super strict street parking laws, mm. usually. And, like, so I was like, it's, like, two-hour limit for guest parking unless you're a DC resident zoned for wherever you're parking. And so I was like, my car's going to get fucking towed because I live here. Yeah. But I have Virginia license plates and I can't get into the DMV. And they were like, here, call this line and they'll tell you. 
when they're starting towing again because they temporarily ceased it. And yeah. when I called them, they were like, we're not going to tow until at least March because we can't do it until the DMV catches up. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Oops. So I'm good. So good. I can still call my old representative. <laughs> Yay. Harass him. Yeah. Be like, hey, listen, punk. As far as you know, I still live out there. Well, and also, here. punk, I know that you're already, like, doing the right thing, but yeah. here's more pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Enjoy your peer pressure. Peer pressure. Anyway, so that's us using our platform to yeah. fucking kick up yeah. a fuss. It was, whew, it was a lot. Speaking of the Spoop Hour Gmail account, yeah, we got a lovely listener email. Hell yeah. This Do you is want from to read Cassie. It? I'll read it. Yeah. yeah. So this is from Cassie, who has helped us out a lot with really, truly whew, horrifying <laughs> and Fingers wonderful kiss. spooky stories before. This is also Cassie, who has the cutest dog yes, named Drebin, name Drebin, and sends He's us photos boy. of Drebin. We love, we love Drebin. We love okay, him so, so much. I show him to people who like. Even people who don't know I have a podcast, I'm like, look at my friend's dog. And the people who do know I have a podcast, I'm like, look at my listener's dog. His name is Drebin, and I love him. (laughs) He's so good. (laughs) All right. So here's Cassie's email. Happy New Year's, beloved Halloweenies. Happy New Year, Cassie. Happy New Year. I tried my best to go ham for 2021 with the New Year's <laughs> luck rituals. I ate panda jamon for breakfast, which is Venezuelan Christmas bread. You roll ham, green olives, and currants into the dough before baking. So it's like a charcuterie Ooh. board in a loaf. Ooh, that sounds really good. It was so good. I saved a slice for later. More to come. I made sure my pantry was fully stocked, ate seven small but filling meals throughout the day, cleaned my whole house with the windows open to let the old year out, showered the old year off me, then opened my kitchen window a little before midnight to let the new year in. At the stroke of midnight, I heard singing. My neighbors across the street are in a choir, and two of them were singing the most beautiful version of Auld Lang Syne I've heard in person. It truly That's so magical. That's really nice. It truly felt like the new year was pouring in my house in that moment. Thank you for sharing that tradition with me. It made the most amazing start to the new year. After reveling in the beauty for a moment, I promptly smashed a slice of the pan de jamón into the walls and doors of each room (laughs) to ward off bad luck. All in all, I feel it was a success. That's awesome. That's That's all all good. I love... I should probably recap the... I did a bunch of good luck shit for our New Year's. That'll be relevant real quick. So right before midnight at like 11.55, I opened like three Mm -hmm. windows in the old house to let the old year out and let the new year in. And then at midnight, I grabbed, because most of my suitcases had shit in them because I was getting ready to move, but I had one empty bag, my space cap bag, (laughs) that a friend got for me, and I put it on, and I went outside in my pajamas, and I ran around the block, and it was really dark and really cold, so it was a terrible (laughs) idea, but I did it to ensure that we could travel. Because, like, you you used to live in the old place. Yeah. It's fucking dark there. It's so dark. (laughs) Because it's in the woods and they're like, no light pollution. (laughs) Yeah, except scary. Scary, (laughs) yep. So I did that and then I came back in so I was technically the first footer of that house as well and I had good intentions. I wore good luck underwear to ensure health in the Mm -hmm. new year. I kissed my cat and then early into the new year, I drove to your house yep. and smashed a bunch of plates on your doorstep. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, <laughs> on the actual like New Year's proper, it was rainy and gross. So... Yeah, so we were like, this is not... Yeah, this is not great. No. 
so yeah, she smashed a bunch of plates for me to have good luck, which is awesome. I, I it ate was my, fun. Yeah, I ate my tushkush soba. I cleaned. I took my shower. I took a nice hot shower. It was nice. Yeah. I did the doors opening, like let's you know the years, the old year out and year in. Yeah. It was it was good. Yeah. yeah. I also ate. I ate pepperoni mm. calzone. Mm-hmm. So that was my pig product <laughs> and. I, what else did I eat? I had mac and cheese with bacon in it as well. Mm-hmm. So another pig product. I took a shower. I got all my cleaning done the day before, so I did not actually clean anything on New Year's Day. And I think I ate a total of seven times on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So were they meals? Were they snacks? Who's to say, Who's to really? say? I ate I seven times. I just kind of grazed around all, yeah, all day. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. So, like, I feel like this week was a fluke. Or like, I yes. mean, it, it, uh, historically, everything has boiled up to this point. Like, it yes. didn't happen out of nowhere and all that. But I mean, like, in terms of like us having terrible luck for the year, like, that's not no. what happened well, this week doesn't have to sit uh, set the tone for the rest of the year. We can just make get things better things done. And yep. in terms of like on a personal level, mm-hmm. like I was talking to one of my friends recently about like on a national whole group international level yeah 2020 sucked like there were a lot of things that went wrong but like on a personal level it led her to a period of like really like important growth like ample reflective time and that kind of thing so she feels like 2020 was a personal success even though it was largely like a bad time (laughs) yeah so hopefully 2021 we can take what we learned 2020 and what my brother was saying was like use how we coped with 2020 to help us endure 2021 better and come out like healthier and feeling stronger yeah david mitchell i think it was 2016 when we thought that was as bad as it was gonna Mm -hmm. get (laughs) uh David Mitchell described his 2016 as personally adequate, globally disastrous. And I think that's what a lot of us had in 2020. Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> married. Yeah, And adopted good. a dog. Like That's great. So, like, that was, that was that my was personal good. success. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a personally decent year and still have yeah. be in a global cu- clusterfuck. Yes. All right. Let's finish Cassie's story, because here yes. we go. Here we go. So Cassie <laughs> did great with the New Year's rituals. All right. Thank you, Cassie. I've been asking my mom to email you for months now, but she hasn't gotten around to it. She's not the most comfortable with emails, so she told me I can email you with her story, and if you have follow-up questions, I can pass them on to her. I'm really hoping that we have many questions. I hope so. (laughs) My mom was a rare latchkey kid back in the 70s because both my grandma and grandpa worked. She was an only child at the time. My aunt was born when my mom was 16. So she would spend her afternoons alone reading, painting, and playing with her cat, Jericho. Her family was too poor for a TV at the time, so any unusual sounds or activity were fairly obvious. They moved to a house in Chico, California when she was around 11 to be on the same street as some of her uncle's cousins and grandmother in case of an emergency when she was home alone. She quickly started to notice things she could not explain at this new spot. Uh Uh-oh. My mom first noticed that doors would seem to either lock or unlock themselves. She's get, she would get home from school to find the back door unlocked when she was certain she had locked it before going to school. She was the last home, one home after her parents left for work. She eventually asked her grandma if she ever stopped by during the house during the day and forgot to lock the back door afterwards. Her grandma said she only stopped by after announcing she would and made sure to lock the back door. 
The door between the bathroom, bedroom, hallway, and living room would also unexpectedly lock itself. It mm. only locked from the living room side with a latch, and there was no key. And then Cassie adds a little editorializing here. says, can I just say this is a fucking creepy layout? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's a, like, I'm planning on kidnapping someone layout. But yeah. sure. Sure. This would mean that my mom would have to go out to the backyard from her parents' room and come through the kitchen to access the rest of the house. When this started happening, she began to realize that there was something really odd going on. She then started experiencing cold pockets. She would find herself shivering no matter the weather out of the blue. If she moved to a new spot in the house, she would be totally fine. And after that, she would get a hint of perfume on the air that was not her mother's. Her mother slash my grandma wore and still wears really floral perfumes that often smell powdery. The scent she would randomly smell was musky with a vanilla hint. It would hit her out of nowhere and then be gone. My grandfather had an old upright piano in the living room of the house. Every once in a while, my mom would hear Jericho the cat jump around on the keys. She always assumed it was Jericho, that is, because it sounded like what a cat going across keys would sound like. Little bursts of sound that would lead up the keyboard, then back down again, then up, and so on until the cat jumped off with a clang of keys. One day, my mom was reading in her bedroom when she heard the cat doing the piano routine. She thought nothing of it, then all of a sudden she dropped her book from in front of her and stared at her feet. Her feet, which were stretched out on her bed, with a very asleep Jericho curled up on them. Uh Uh-oh. She popped up from her bed and bolted through the hallway to get to the living room. You guessed it, the door was locked. She ran around back, flew through the kitchen, then stopped in the living room to find it empty and quiet, but smelling strongly of musky vanilla. Ghost cat. That wears cologne or perfume. (laughs) Nobody else experienced anything my mom was noticing. They waved it off as her being scared to be home alone and told her that if she ever got scared to go spend the afternoon with family. My mom said that she wasn't scared of the presence of her house. She didn't even feel that it was evil. She would just get startled when out of nowhere she would be freezing cold or hear the piano going. She said that she never experienced another situation with everything happening at once like the piano incident. She felt like the presence wanted her to acknowledge it, so it pulled out all the stops so she couldn't deny it was there. My mom got the feeling it was a woman. She said sometimes she could picture what she looked like when she was making herself known. She started calling her Brenda. She'd try a locked door and say things like, good one, Brenda, you locked me out, or hear the piano and applaud for her. She did keep noticing Brenda's presence until she moved out of that house years later, but it was almost pleasant pleasant in the end because she had company in the afternoons. My mom is a lot braver than I am. If you can take anything (laughs) away from my mom's story as well as my break-in story, don't ever assume weird noises are your cat. Always check and make sure it either is or is not. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Thank you, Cassie. Oh, my God. I love Brenda, the ghost piano player. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, I'm also like, ah! Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. I think the good thing about right now is that I'm never home alone. Mm -hmm. So, and I have a cat and a dog and a person, like a husband person living here. (laughs) So all weird noises are always explained, but I'm not going to like it when 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 unexpected noises start. start to leave again. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Jack is going into the office this week for one day to unload some new film equipment, and I'm going to have to be by myself teaching, and I'm like, okay, well, I will just, you know, hopefully nothing will happen that day while I'm (laughs) teaching by myself. Yeah, I feel like eventually when I'm going to be alone in this house for, like, a prolonged period of time, because it's 
old AI. It's almost 90 years old. Like, mm-hmm. it's creaky and, you know, yeah. there's, like, you know, all the floorboards make sounds. And there's an attic that we can't super get to, but that doesn't mean that there's not a man living in yeah. it. And it's going to be... Yeah. A little spooky. Plus, like, some of the doors stick. Like, that's yep. a spooky thing that really happened to me, is the master bedroom door, the doorknobs, we think, are original, so these are 90-year-old doorknobs. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, understandably, they sometimes are, like, a little finicky, so you have mm-hmm. to, like, jiggle this one a certain way, or this one goes the opposite direction of all the other ones, just because, and this one you have to, like, manually latch. The yeah. master bedroom one, like shut in Jack, like, three times, Ah! and he had to get rescued until I finally, like, took it apart and then, like, gently reattached it and got it to work again. Oh, my God. But that was a spooky thing, was, you know, our doorknobs are haunted. Our our doors sometimes don't super latch well, so, like, Mona can open the bathroom door, Mona can open my office door, so I'm sometimes like, blah! <laughs> when, like, Cat doors and haunted doorknobs, what are you gonna do, yeah. man? There was something, oh, one of my friends, so my friend who lives, like, pretty close to the Capitol, mm-hmm. also lives in one of these, like, historic row houses, and she has this tiny little powder room that I am always scared I'm gonna get stuck in, because it is just big enough to have, like, a small sink and a toilet, with not a whole lot of room to, like, turn around in it and so every time I go in there and like latch it I'm like okay I will get out of here but every time it's never gotten stuck on me like I don't even I've never even asked my friend if her that door gets stuck but every time I'm in there I'm like I swear to god if today's the day (laughs) today's the fucking day yeah it's Oh, I don't, knobs, I don't like that layout of that house, Cassie. That is a bad layout of that house. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that you can, like, get locked out of one side of the house. Ha- that's creepy. That's, they don't care. If that's, this is the room where I keep my secret family. Bullshit. <laughs> There's a house that, when I was in middle school, my parents wanted to look at moving us to a new house. Ultimately, they didn't, and my parents still live in the same house that we've always lived in. But we were looking at one in Burke that was, like, also a historic house. I think it was a historic farmhouse where, like, suburbs kind of grew up around it. And it Mm -hmm. was this beautiful little old house, and I really was, like, hoping my parents' like bid was going to be picked for it. But it had one of those bathrooms in the top floor where it connected to a sitting room and the master bedroom and had two doors on either side and then one door that came up from like the staircase so you had to like walk through the bathroom to get to the bedroom or to the sitting room and that would be one that I would be scared of like if I was in the sitting room and like my mom was like I'm gonna take a shower she would like lock me into that room and there was like no way to escape (laughs) so yeah it's like historic houses very beautiful have have character also questionable layouts (laughs) again to quote John Mulaney Probably haunted, but with a lovely kitchen backsplash. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there was, when my parents were looking for the house my dad still lives in, there was one place we looked where we went down into the basement, and they must have had a leak. And honest to God, I don't know why they didn't address what was down there before showing it to people, but there were mushrooms on the carpet. Mm. Yeah. And they were selling the house with the mushrooms on the carpet. Jack and I were looking at houses in 2019 yeah we saw a a basement residence that was for sale and i walked into like their utility room and then just immediately on my heel walked back out and our realtor was like what's up and i was like there's black stuff on the walls (laughs) and he like poked his head in and like poked the wall with his pen and was like 
Yeah, let's, uh, we're going to leave. <laughs> I'm going to make quickly, a note of this. <laughs> I'm going to gently close the door in case the whole thing comes down. <laughs> also, during the time that my parents were looking at houses when I was in middle school, we, there were definitely some houses where we were like, that's a murder house. Oh, yeah. There are some houses you walk in and you're like, this house has bad vibes. I cannot live here. Yeah. My, and my mom in particular is very attuned to vibes. Like she is yeah. the lady who has seen ghosts. Yeah. And your mom's certified ghost magnet. And there, there are things where we were like, why would you sell a house with these big rusty stains in the middle of the carpet? What is this? <laughs> That's Who's what gonna- I don't get. I'm like, I don't. Maybe it's me. But if my house looked like a murder had been committed in it, I, I would, would do like, everything to try make to sure correct it, it didn't look like that. Like, yeah, before I tried to sell it, I'd yeah. be like, who's going to want to buy the weird ass murder house? Yeah. <laughs> and I've asked my parents about that before. I was like, was this like a bank as is like selling thing? And my parents like, no, this was like on the market with like an actual realtor and everything. I was like, yeah. and it still had the blood stains on the carpet. And they were like, yes. And I was like, you have to wonder, maybe they stopped seeing it. You know how, like, when something's there for a long time, yeah. you get used to it and you kind of don't see it yeah. anymore until, like, someone new comes in and then you're like, oh, my bathroom is super gross. I should clean it or whatever. Yeah. It's like the gummy bears like, oh. that we had, like, mashed into our carpet in college where we, like, yeah. eventually stopped looking at it until someone, like, brought their dog in. And we were like, why is the dog licking the carpet? It's like, oh, you and had gummy bears mashed into your carpet. And then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it was like that, but blood stains. And they're like, just, oh, yeah, I did commit a just, murder in here. Like, selective blindness. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, there was a murder. Oops. Oops. In non-selective blindness news, real quick, mm-hmm. I just want to talk about on Christmas Day yep. in San Francisco, California, <laughs> in truly festive and on-point trending fashion, Oh yeah, a gingerbread monolith appeared. And this was in Corona Heights Park on top of a hill. Yeah. And... Whoever timed it, timed it perfectly because they were not spotted on Christmas Eve putting it up, but they put up their gingerbread monolith and it was found on Christmas Day. It was seven feet tall and unsurprisingly, according to this Guardian article, it collapsed the next day because like, you have to understand, San Francisco has like world famous, well-known fog because there's the San Francisco Bay, it just rolls in. So it's just damp and there is no gingerbread structure in the world that can withstand that volume of damp for any prolonged period of time. But it was held together by icing and it had a few gumdrops on it, which is amazing. And people went to this park to take pictures with it. Apparently it started to rain a little bit. Dogs took a bite out of it. A couple (laughs) people took a bite out of it. Ew. (laughs) I don't know if I would want to take a bite out of it knowing that it's been outdoors. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know who's been, like, fucking licking it or, like, humping it or touching it with their disgusting hands. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not putting that shit in my mouth. Mm -hmm. I can get the dog doing it because dogs, you know, dogs are going to dog. But, like, human beings absolutely should know better. Don't put shit in your mouth that you find on hilltops. That's not. Uh -uh. Keep keep your mouth to yourself and off the gingerbread monolith. (laughs) So the head of the city's Recreation and Parks Department, who's a man named Phil Ginsburg, was talking to KQED, and he said that it, quote, looks like a great spot to get baked, and confirmed that they weren't going to take down the monument, quote, until the cookie crumbles. That's so funny. (laughs) Which I really, I really enjoyed. And yeah, that was the gingerbread monolith. So it came, it was seen, it collapsed in the face of rain and world-famous San Francisco fog into a big pile of soggy cookie crumbs. And presumably, local birds and wildlife took care of it from there. So, 
amazing I love the ongoing monolith saga. That's a fun thing for me. Now I want to build a bird seed monolith in my backyard <gasps> so that all the birds will and squirrels will come join me and then oh. Yuna and Mona will have something interesting to look at and I can be like aliens. <laughs> I, I threw up my hands just now and went, aliens. I, I did it back as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a visual medium. Use your imagination. Yeah, my backyard is the perfect kind of backyard for me because it's an enclosed space with a, with a really good fence, but also there's nothing green, which means I can't kill it. Yeah. So it's really best of all possible <laughs> solutions for me. But I could totally build a bird seed monolith back there. Bring all the birds to the yard. Anyway... Happy New Year from your New Year's episode of Spoop Hour. This is our first episode of 2021. Hopefully not our last. (laughs) Hang in there, friends. We're getting through it. We're going to kick this year's ass. We're going to make it a good one. We're going to watch out for our haunted doorknobs and our spooky pianos with perfumed ladies. Thank you to all of our pod friends who sent us Christmas cards and well wishes and, you know, checked on Courtney to make sure she was okay this week. And, like, we we love you guys. We love that you check in on us. Mm-hmm. We love hearing from you. Yeah. Again, we're on the internet, Spoop Hour on Instagram and Twitter, at, and we're SpoopHour at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Email us. Talk to us. Send us pictures of your pets. Send us episode send- ideas. Ooh, yeah. Courtney and I have a lot of episode ideas, and we have them in a spreadsheet, but we're also sometimes like, what do people actually want to hear us talk about? And if you want us to go back to a topic and be like, do more of that, tell us. We love it. Yeah, tell us. We love... I've been thinking a lot about vampires. (laughs) Nice. We can never have too many topics, is Mm -mm. the thing. Truly. So if you have an episode idea and you're like, it'd be great if they could talk about blah, tell us. We'll throw it up on the schedule and we'll do it sometime. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Happy New Year. We hope you did all your good luck rituals. Oh, I also wore a white shirt Ah. on the first two days of the New Year in the Brazil custom because I don't own any white dresses because I'm prone to clumsiness and sitting on things and Mm -hmm. getting like gross shit on me. So I don't wear a lot of white. But the two whitest shirts I own, I wore <laughs> yes. on the first two days of the new year. <laughs> so, anyway, have a great day. We year, love you. Week, month. We love you. Keep wearing your mask. Keep washing your hands. Yes. Punch Nazis. Punch them right in the goddamn face. Yeah. This is not an official endorsement of violence. Food power does not condone or promote violence in any way. But if people want to do what they're going to do, then they're worse people you could ever do than Nazis. Bye. Bye. <laughs>